Hey guys, it's Money Soul. Thank you guys for joining me on my first solo episode. <laughs> I'm super excited, super nervous, but here we are. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for those of you who have reached out to me on Instagram, uh, who have followed me on my Instagram page, which I have in the description in my Gmail. But thank you guys for the support and the encouragement. It truly means everything to me and just helps encourage me, you know, in this process. This is all a learning process for me. This is definitely a passion project of mine, but I'm learning at the same time. <laughs> so thank you guys for being patient with me in general. Uh, I also wanted to let you guys know that I plan on having some guests for this series. I'm super excited to be doing that. I think me starting the grief series, I think I kind of underestimated emotionally how difficult it would be for me just to do this by myself. And so I think having a guest will kind of help keep things light. But also, I realized this is definitely going to have to be like a continuing series on my end. I think, you know, I'm definitely going to do a few episodes about grief and then kind of table it come back to it later on do a part two part three later switch to a different topic because emotionally just doing like five to ten episodes about grief is too much <laughs> and so yeah that's what i have in store so let's get into it so today i wanted to talk about a couple of misconceptions about grief there's honestly so many as i was doing some research so i'm just gonna kind of touch on two that i think kind of cover a lot but you know the holidays just passed and i feel like these conversations maybe are coming up and so i think this is just good knowledge to have if you're somebody who's experienced grief or supporting somebody who is you know and like how to help and stuff so one of the misconceptions is time heals all wounds i'm sure all of you guys have heard this before in some shape or form and in different contexts right i think when you're going through a breakup people say this if you've lost somebody people say this generally um around themes of loss like i said so specifically i'm going to be talking about like the death of somebody that's the context in which i'm talking about grief in this episode but definitely grief you know is so many other things like i said uh, a breakup a divorce losing a friend losing a job you know losing any type of opportunity grief is just any type of loss but specifically in regards to losing a loved one i think this is just the stupidest thing i've heard because it insinuates that after a certain amount of time you should be over the death of somebody which honestly is just so dehumanizing because how can you tell somebody you know to get over the death of somebody they loved you know obviously not all death is the same either um you know if you lost a grandparent you weren't close to versus a parent or a friend or you know you know what i mean so like there's just so much complexity when it comes to grief in the relationships which is why i believe like nothing really can be like said universally um, because everyone grieves differently and experiences grief differently but specifically 
the misconception that time heals all wounds I just think it's just like a cute little band-aid that people want to put on a conversation or an emotion so they can move on and I think you know the I think there's often blame for grievers like oh you don't talk about it and it's like well when I talk about it y'all just you know give me these like little sayings that like shut me down like time heals all wounds or you know people also say like god has a plan or everything happens for a reason and i think people are well-intentioned you know i don't think people are like maliciously just like oh get over the death of like blah 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 but i think it's just unfortunate that because people are so uncomfortable with negative emotions and feelings that there's like no space to acknowledge or process it and it's immediately covered up with like toxic positivity in my mind of like oh it'll get better you know like with time like it's gonna be fine or this is for a greater purpose or like you know whatever people want to say and like I said that's just not true simply because grief doesn't go away like that pain in some shape or form depending on the loss like I said in the relationship will stay with you and because loss is permanent so the emotions related to that loss are obviously going to stay as well like logically that's just how I think about it if anything I believe that grief can actually get worse throughout time as I've experienced because the more time passes the more you realize this person isn't experiencing, you know, my moments with me. This person's been gone X amount of years. And if anything, that weighs heavier, you know. Nobody is like, oh, my grandma passed 20 years ago. And like, you know, I'm fine now. And it's like, <laughs> you know, of course, grief can evolve and change. But in my opinion, there's always going to be some type of pain and you just get used to dealing with that pain. You grow around grief, basically. And so I just challenge others to maybe be a little bit more mindful when it's just kind of quick to say these cliches to people who are going through a loss because the ramifications of what you're saying is essentially you'll get over it, you know, by a certain amount of time. And that's simply not true. I believe that grief is a form of love because you have love for somebody who you're not able to give it to anymore. And so, like, it's often said grief is love with no place to go. And I think that's beautiful, and I think that's a conception maybe other people can realize that for as long as I'm going to love this person, I'm going to be grieving. And that a lot of theories believe that grief doesn't stop. Like there is no end point. It doesn't just like magically, like one day you wake up and it's gone. Like I said, it evolves, it changes, it's not linear. It comes in waves, uh, it can be random, and it can be hard years later. Speaking for myself, my dad passed away when I was 13. I'm 25 now, so I think in March it's going to be 12 years, which just saying that is crazy. But 
Uh, I can guarantee you this holiday season hurt just as much as it did the first year without him. And in my case specifically, I've lost not only my dad, but multiple family members on my dad's side. Um, But my dad's being the most impactful in my life. But yeah, just please stop saying that. (laughs) Just realize that if you want to say something helpful, maybe ask a griever, you know, what do you need right now? Or like, hey, like, you know, do you need me to listen to you? I think just being provided the emotional space to talk about a loved one is super significant. I think it's really sad when somebody dies. We don't say their name. We don't mention them. It's just like a goodbye. We put that box away and like we never bring it up type thing, typically. And I've loved nothing more than when people allow me to talk about my dad or ask questions about my dad. Like, hey, what was your dad's name? Or like, what was his, what's your favorite memory with him? Or, you know, things like that. I think giving someone the opportunity to talk about their loved one in a positive way makes such a difference because people always assume grief is just negative. Um, But like I said before, like grief really is just like a manifestation of love. And so it's everything at once. It's, I don't really define grief as positive or negative. It's just an, it's just a natural thing that happens in life. And the result is like such a complexity of emotions that come afterwards. But yeah, like on that note, in general, I feel like storytelling is extremely healing or can be, has the power to be healing. Um, Whether that's stories you tell of a loved one or listening to stories about them from other people. But I will say, you know, if you really want to support someone who's grieving, you know, to ask them in that moment what they need or in the stage that they're in because personally it took me years to even talk about my dad when my dad passed I feel like everybody in my life knew and I would mention that to like people I met but I never gave details about him or about who he was until college really until I was really given the space to kind of process it and realize like damn like I have some cool stories I want to tell you know or just realizing storytelling is healing because it's a way to keep your loved one alive and you know at the end of the day we're just stories like in two three generations when we're gone people will be talking about us hopefully (laughs) and like that's the way that we stay alive in legacy I believe um is through the stories that we tell about other people and their experiences in their life and stuff but the second misconception about grief i wanted to talk about was the five stages of grief i just need to take a pause because this is like the go-to theory and like universal conception of grief if we're not familiar with the five stages of grief It's a theory by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. The five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, So these five stages 
has been, you know, like assigned to society as like the model, you know, of like what grief should look like. So I'm actually looking at this article right now by um, McGill Office for Science and Society. I will link this in the description if you're, you know, if you want to check it out. The title of it is It's Time to Let the Five Stages of Grief Die. And the little intro paragraph just says the five stages of grief are ingrained in our cultural consciousness as the natural progression of emotions one experiences after the death of a loved one. However, it turns out that this model is not science-based, does not well describe most people's experiences, and was never meant to apply to the bereaved. So what I learned, because this is so interesting, we assume that the five stages of grief was always in the context of death. But turns out, and I'm reading this quote, it said, wait, did you think that the five stages of grief were experienced by the loved ones of a recently deceased person? So did I until I until researching this article. In reality, Kubler-Ross developed her stage model after interviewing many individuals with life-threatening illnesses. It was only the experiences of these patients that she attempted to model. So literally the whole model was about terminally ill patients in the medical field and was never meant to be like a universal model for people experiencing death and that just like blew my mind because like we are just like we don't know that you know what I mean like we grow up thinking like this is just the way to do it at the end the article it literally says it is time to realize that grief takes countless forms is experienced in limited list ways and cannot possibly be explained by a simple five-stage model when we push this narrative as universal, we alienate those whom it doesn't apply and only cause them more pain in an already painful time. There is no right way to grieve. There is no wrong way to grieve. And I hope that when you experience grief, you can take some small comfort in knowing that however you're feeling is just fine. That was from the article um, I just cited, and I will link that, like I said. Um, but that blew my mind i already like didn't agree with the five stages of grief i think it's a step to conceptualize that there's many emotions that happen but the fact that me doing research and i found that the model was literally never even meant to you know be for people who experience death even just even like shows even more that We need to stop acting like this is the only way to grieve. Like the article said, there is no right or wrong way to grieve. And I think that's so powerful. I think we get caught up in performance in life and performance of grief and like, you know, oh, I don't feel sad, but I don't, you know, I feel numb right now or like I'm not upset right now or whatever. Like grief is so complicated, which is why I wanted to make a series on it because my god like there's just so much to touch on but i don't know i just wanted to you know put my two cents in about like debunking that because one scientifically it wasn't even meant for death but two it's just it was just like a step you know for people to understand grief but unfortunately like it was prescribed you know as like the universal model so hopefully you guys learned something today i learned that (laughs) and yeah, I don't think grief is linear. I don't think it's this like cute little thing you can put in a box and name five emotions and go from one stage to the other, then reach acceptance. 
I think it's messy. I think grief is cyclical. Grief comes in waves. You could be crying on a random Tuesday, you know? Like, people just assume that, like, you're only going to be sad on death anniversaries or birthdays or holidays, you know? And when it comes up randomly, sometimes people don't understand. And it's like, you don't have to have a reason to, like, explain why you're missing a loved one. Even if it's 10 years later, even if it's 30 years later, you know? Because it can be triggered, honestly, by anything, by a song by a food, by a scent, by a movie, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I just wanted to, like, provide, like, that evidence from the article to debunk that because I think it's unhelpful to assume that's the only way that grief is experienced. Um, And then also debunking time heals all wounds and all that because although people are well-intentioned, it's unfortunately not helpful to say those things because there is no time limit that somebody has to get over somebody and that pain changes and evolves and so also like life is uncomfortable sometimes so I think when we try to avoid uncomfortable emotions and feelings we've actually like created this worst problem which is now like we don't talk about grief you know death happens we go to the funeral and then that's that you know and it's unfortunate because Death is the only thing guaranteed in life, yet we don't talk about it. So I think I want to start talking about it. I want to start breaking this taboo. And so I'm excited for my guest coming soon, you know, to like continue this conversation about people's experiences, you know. And yeah, I hope that either this resonates and is comforting or can perhaps be like a learning experience for those who like haven't experienced death personally and so yeah I know this holiday season was rough for me and so I'm glad to finally kind of take a breath and I hope that if you're struggling or hurting right now I hope that you're able to find like peace and comfort during this season and if not um then just know that you know, the holidays are temporary and that we're pretty much through with it. So that provides a sense of relief to me as well. So thank you guys for listening and I'm super excited for next time. Thank you.